On today's show, we're talking about how to win clients on LinkedIn with our lovely supportive inner hub member, Gus Bandal, who is, amongst other things, our go-to guru on all things LinkedIn. to JFDI with the two Lauras. Before we get started, we want to mention our fantastic sponsors at Agora Pulse, our go-to scheduler, social listening tool and report creator all rolled into one glorious product. If you're looking for the best tool to help you with your social media marketing, you should definitely check them out. We'll pop a link in the show notes. So we make no secrets about how our relationship with LinkedIn has been pretty turbulent over the years. If we were to use a Facebook relationship status option, it would definitely be classed as complicated. So we want to bring in the most enthusiastic LinkedIn guru we know to fight LinkedIn's corner. Now, although we both have strong opinions on the platform and various reasons for those, we cannot deny that for some freelance marketers, it really is the place to build their personal brand and generate leads. Welcome to the show, Gus. It's lovely to have you with us. Lovely to be here. Thanks for asking me. That's all right. So um, we're going to talk all about LinkedIn, obviously. But before we get into it, Tell us why you love LinkedIn so much and what it is you actually do on there for anyone who might have been hiding under a rock and has never come across you on LinkedIn before. I'm sure there's very few of those people. Um, But yeah, let us know a bit more about you. Uh, Yeah, well, quite frankly, I use LinkedIn to become world famous, as you just uh, alluded to. (laughs) But um, yeah, essentially, I run a digital marketing agency. I help businesses particularly to to grow their LinkedIn presence and grow their visibility, grow inbound leads, etc. So that's what I help, quite frankly, business owners do on there. And I hopefully do that for myself as well. Awesome. But why LinkedIn? (laughs) The main reason for LinkedIn is that it's uh, it's the world's greatest platform. So that's I think that's the key here. Uh, but it's LinkedIn is obviously we know it's a business professional platform. It's been around for years. It started in two thousand and two, so uh, well over twenty years, and it's just full of people wanting to talk about work. So we can, you know, as much as I love other other platforms, you know, LinkedIn is the place where people are talking about work, having conversations, getting to know each other, building relationships, etc. As a listener of this podcast, you will probably know that Laura and I are not massive LinkedIn fans. We have our moments, don't we? Like I did 30 days consecutively on LinkedIn um, last year, which I have to say I did really enjoy. Uh, But we really have these kind of ups and downs with our relationship with it, don't we, Laura? Very much so. Well, I'm very much more of a um, constant down with LinkedIn. <laughs> I do recognize some of the benefits of it. I do. There are elements of the platform that I do think are good, but um, like I'm a big believer in um, when you have your own business, you can kind of do what you want and do what makes you happy and do what brings you joy. And I'm sure, you know, and we, I'm sure we all agree with that. And I, I've just come to the point in my life where I've just realized that I haven't got enough time LinkedIn like it just doesn't bring me joy I can see as I say I can see the benefits and I have you know reaped benefits from there myself it's just not a platform that I enjoy spending time on um so when I go on there it's very much go on there to do whatever I need to do 
and then I come off it, which isn't the right way to tackle any platform. You know, and I've, I've spent a long time trying to figure out what it is about that platform that I don't like. But I think more importantly, I've just come to the realisation that if something doesn't make me happy, I'm just not going to go on there, which sounds like a stupidly obvious thing to say. But No, no, it's completely understandable. It kind of leads me to a question. Is there anything you can say on this podcast that will make Laura change her mind about LinkedIn? Like that would be my goal for this podcast, for, for Laura to come off here and go, do you know what? I'm going to go and post on LinkedIn. I do post on there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I can certainly try. I think as Laura said, it's very much about when you run your own business and you are trying to get leads and you know inbound leads and try and make money and all that kind of stuff if you find a platform that works for you then obviously that should be the platform that you hang out on and speak to people and etc um and if that's not linkedin that's fine obviously it goes without saying that you're completely wrong however um it's 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 a platform that is really conducive to business conversations i think it depends like you know why people are scrolling Facebook, why are they scrolling Instagram, why are they scrolling Twitter or, you know, many of the other platforms. I think most people go on LinkedIn specifically to have conversations with fellow business owners, people that they know, the business community, people that they network with, etc. So there's a lot, a lot of it is great, basically. I, I think there's a lot that we can we can gain from using LinkedIn in the way that it's supposed to be used. Yeah, I think you're right. It, like I'm not, I don't dispute any of that, although I... I would argue that these people who are in business, depending on their businesses, are talking about business on other platforms. I don't think it is just LinkedIn, but you're right in that obviously LinkedIn is purely business-based, really, in a sense. I would have slight issue with you saying that most people are going on there because they want to talk to other business people. I think most people want to go on there because they just want to do a bit of willy-wanging and they want to... <laughs> like talk about their six-figure business and and, it, and this isn't just saying <laughs> this isn't all about me but why I don't like that platform and it was interesting because I was listening to your live the other day Gus with um Georgia and it was talking about how you can curate your feed and I you know and I love that and I love that about all platforms that like you you know you get out of it what you put into it and if you, you can curate a great feed what I don't like about LinkedIn <laughs> is that I can curate a nice feed and I can try and only kind of engage with the people that I want to engage with. But then I go in my notifications and it will show me that Gus has just commented on this or blah, blah, who I'm not particularly like I'm connected with, but maybe, you know, not, I don't particularly engage with their post is getting loads of, oh, I can't remember the terminology, loads of response. And I, I am, a, I'm a curious person. <laughs> And I go, it just takes me down these rabbit holes and I don't want to go down those rabbit holes. And like, I don't want to see what, who all the thousands of Laura Moores commented on this because it just takes me down these paths. And, and there'll be lots of people listening. Well, but that's brilliant opportunity. You get to meet new people. You get to build your network. Like I totally get that there are um, the benefits of that. But I think... I think, for example, like I love Instagram and I think the reason I love Instagram is because it's very much curated to me and I'm not distracted by what other people are doing. I'm just doing what I want to do, for example, whereas in LinkedIn, I can just get very easily distracted by what other people are doing, how other people are engaging, who other people are engaging with. And I just find that personally, maybe I, I just find it overwhelming. And nine times out of 10, I end up in places on LinkedIn that I really don't want to get in, you know, and I get angry, I get cross. <laughs> There's too many opinions on there. That's my kind of main 
issue with the platform. But I do recognize that certainly for freelance social media managers, especially B2B, I think, um, as in they want to work in the B2B field, I think LinkedIn is a, is a brilliant platform. But I think my issue is no one should have to do anything they don't want to do, which I'm sure you agree with. So on that, on that note then, Gus, with Laura getting distracted all that time, how do you manage your time on LinkedIn and not get taken down all of those rabbit holes? So for me, so particularly to be efficient on LinkedIn, it's very much curating, you know, your own feed. So as social media managers, we know that no matter what platform you're on, if you are seeing stuff that you don't like, the only person that can control that is you. You control your feed. Follow the right people, connect to the right people, engage with the right people, etc. However, I understand Laura... But how do I deal with my notifications? There are some notifications that you can switch off. You literally go to your security settings and kind of, you know, you switch those notifications off, like whether it be birthdays or celebrations or one-year anniversaries and all that kind of stuff. But the whole idea of LinkedIn is that you get out of an echo chamber. You don't just follow or talk to the people that you're connected to, because then you'll never meet new people or connect to new people or hear new opinions and all that kind of stuff. So really, with the greatest respect, it's probably down to a, a kind of a mindset shift of not, not move, you know, trying to move away from falling into that rabbit hole of notifications. Because this is why TikTok blew up, right? Because quite frankly, you know, I think it's what, 95 minutes a day, people scroll TikTok, but all the videos are like 10 seconds long. That's a lot of videos. And it's because we get stuck in the rabbit hole of scrolling. The same with, happens with Instagram Reels. Yeah, and quite frankly, if you start on Twitter conversations, you could be scrolling for days and days. So the, I think apart from anything, as social media managers, we should be a lot more efficient in our time. So the way I manage my time on LinkedIn is particularly, I give myself time limits. So it's kind of like, 15 minutes in the morning, 15 minutes in the afternoon or evening or whatever. But I only ever post on days that I'm free, which sounds like a strange thing to say. But basically, if I know I've got a busy day, I don't post because the algorithm relies on you relying to people, engaging with people, talking to other people, etc. So if I know I'm busy, I just I just don't bother, basically. I, I limit my time on the platform. And I think it's it's really easy to get stuck into a rabbit hole but you should only you should curate a feed of people that you want to talk to. Why do you think a lot of freelance social media managers have have imposter syndrome about LinkedIn? Because that's what we see all the time. You know, these are people who are quite competent at marketing themselves on, you know, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, whatever. But when it comes to LinkedIn, there's this, there is a mindset shift people seem to make. But why do you think that's even there? I know, obviously, I don't help. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, this is a really, really short podcast because you're not really helping at all. But, but the, um, I, I think the, uh, the way most people view LinkedIn is the fact that it's how it used to be in terms of full of stuffy old men wearing suits talking about, I don't know. Microsoft 95 or whatever, uh, Windows 95 and all that kind of stuff. And it's very, <laughs> it's very old, you know, people still have old school thoughts of it. Well, it's where I put my CV or it's where I try and get a job or it's where I speak to recruiters, particularly in the pandemic. Yeah. So for example, and here's the kind of the nerdy stats. During the pandemic in two, two and a half years or so, LinkedIn added 200 million users to the platform. 200 million wow. users during the pandemic. Wow. So from 2002, 
2020, it got to 675 million users. It then added another 200 million solely during the pandemic. And it's because people realized they couldn't have conversations anymore. So I call LinkedIn the kind of the digital water cooler in terms of people left the office, people were staying at home, they went somewhere where they still wanted to talk to business people. So they joined LinkedIn to have those conversations. And now it's become a place where you're not just talking about work or you're not just wearing suits and and all that kind of stuff. It's actually a place where you grow an engaged audience of essentially brand ambassadors, people that like you, people that want to talk to you, people that want to converse with you, etc. Which I'm not saying that doesn't happen on other platforms, but specifically this is during the pandemic, it's grown to a point where what people's views were of LinkedIn are very different to what LinkedIn is actually today. Well, there's probably more variety on that platform now, isn't there? It's There's a wider scope of people, which probably does make it a more interesting place yeah, to be. Absolutely. And, and there's more content, isn't there? A lot, a lot of people never used to actually post on LinkedIn, did they? So currently, there are 900 million users, and I think only approximately 5% of them, or less than 5% of them, post consistently in terms of, for example, once a week. It used to be, and the stat used wow. to be like 1% or 2% would create content. Now, it's just, I think it's just slightly under 5%, I believe, now. Um, so people, there's still a lot of people that don't uh, create content, but what people are doing are, are scrolling more. So there's more scrollers, there's more lurkers, there's more people that are reading content and moving on, etc. So by creating regular, consistent mm, that's content... That's me. Yeah, well, and that's the, a lot of people do it. And now that people are on the platform... If you're the one creating content, you're going to stand head and shoulders above most other people on on LinkedIn. So yeah, I think it's a case of being there and using it how the platform should be used. So in terms of freelance social media managers, then what tips have you got for them to kind of get out of that imposter syndrome mindset and actually start posting, but also to be able to actually get some results on LinkedIn, like rather than just putting a post out for the sake of it, hopefully they all know they shouldn't be doing that anyway. But what are some really good tips for just specifically that work on LinkedIn? The first thing is optimize your profile. So it says it says things. Your your LinkedIn profile still falls into keyword searches, basically. So it is, and I know you kind of uh, you talk a lot about kind of social media SEO, etc. So it's all about saying the right things on your profile so people can find you. So the right people find you. It's still you know it's still used for search. That's kind of the the first thing. The second thing is it's the only place that you can really curate an audience. You can create curate an audience anywhere, but on LinkedIn, you specifically search by job title or by location, you know, like pharmacists in Farnborough or university chancellors in Uxbridge or goat herders in Grimsby, you know, whatever it may be. You're searching for particular niches, particular companies, particular business owners in a location and then connecting to them and then creating content that they want to read. Because what you've then done is create an echo chamber of your ideal client. And quite frankly, if you're creating enough content and you're connected to the right people, there's no way they can get away from you. You know, everywhere else you're relying on people to follow you or you're using tactics such as follow them first and hopefully they follow you, etc. Whereas on LinkedIn, you're specifically outreaching to the people that are your exact niche that should be buying your stuff. And I think that's one of the issues I, I see social media managers kind of partake in is, is either just creating content or like not not using the platform like just using it as a broadcast channel like oh i've created something on tiktok or instagram or whatever and i'll just put it on linkedin and hopefully somebody will see it well 
quite frankly, you can't be half-assed. You either do it or you don't. So, and as social media managers, you should know that. Yeah. Don't just broadcast and create content and leave and hope that somebody sees it. Well, that's it. I think the same message could be said for a lot of platforms, Mm. really, in that there's a slippery slope of becoming a broadcaster as opposed to someone who's sociable. That is something I love about LinkedIn, though, the fact that you can go and find these people. And when you connect with them, they automatically, if if they accept your connection request, they will automatically then see your content, won't they? Whereas if you were on LinkedIn, uh, on Instagram, and you go and follow them, they're not going to see your content unless they follow you back. So that, that, connection is is brilliant i think in linkedin um, and like you say you can be really specific about who you want to send those connection requests to mm, absolutely and if you if, if you see linkedin as a real life networking event so you know i'm i'm big on networking and i kind of say well you should go and meet people and quite frankly everybody you meet at networking at some point you should connect to on linkedin as well because that's how you kind of grow your brand ambassador list it's the it's the multi-pronged approach of getting people into your force field and making sure that people know who you are, what you do, et cetera, et cetera. And it's having those conversations with them. LinkedIn is very much like a real life networking event where you're having two-way conversations with people. You're not just putting stuff out in the ether and hopefully somebody will see it. It's very much, you know, if you're using it, right, it's very much a two-way conversation. Yeah. And it's good. The thing that I like as well, which is probably the thing that Laura doesn't like is, and this does go back to Facebook back in the day, is like if I was to comment on your post, people who you're connected with will see that um, and they can then make their own judgment as to whether or not they should connect with me. But they will see my comments in your post, but they will also see if you comment on my stuff, they will then see my stuff in their feed. Whereas you don't get that anywhere else anymore, do you? If I was to comment on your post on Instagram, my followers are not going to see that. Mm. So it's, it just opens up your world so much bigger, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I think I call it the the octopus tentacles of networking in terms of you and I will connect to each other, whether we're each other's ideal client is is a different matter. But you're connected to loads of people that might be my ideal client and vice versa. So when we engage with each other, all of a sudden the octopus tentacles of LinkedIn go out through our networks and suck people back into us. Because even though you might not be my ideal client, you'll know somebody that is and vice versa. And I think that's the that's one of the beauties of LinkedIn in that your content stretches much further. And this is one of the things, you know, we can talk about going viral on Instagram Reels or you know, the, you know, the TikTok viral button that was recently announced and all that kind of stuff. That stuff happens naturally on LinkedIn just by optimizing your profile, connecting to the right people, engaging with them and creating enough content that your ideal audience want to read. And I think content does, I am about to say something positive again, is that content, it does last a long, last longer, doesn't it? It hmm. stays at you know, I, I get comments and engagement on posts from weeks ago, um, which you don't really get on, on other platforms. Um, so it does, there are benefits that, like you say, you could, like you said before, you don't post when you're busy. And some of us, and I'm sure many of us are, you know, we produce a lot of content for our clients. So one of the reasons why freelancers stop kind of marketing themselves is because it's like content overload they've been creating content posting content for all their clients and then when it comes to their business they're like oh my god I'm too exhausted so really that is a positive element from LinkedIn's perspective in that you don't have to be posting every day Mm. and also you don't have to be stuck in Canva for hours trying to create pretty 
pictures and that's you know that is one of the draws to LinkedIn and and Facebook for me is that one that's possibly why I've always preferred Facebook was because you don't have to have that aesthetic element to, to it you can just post your words you know so for freelancers who are struggling with time and and kind of that overwhelm of needing to create content and by creating it I mean the the visuals that go with it in Canva LinkedIn can be not an easy option but it's definitely an option that it's, it's more attractive to probably someone who's time poor yeah absolutely I absolutely agree uh, like in mini rant coming up and I know you guys kind of agree with me on this in that it, it's really lame when social media managers say I'm so busy for my clients I don't have time to create content for myself and you just think that's just weird that's that's the lamest excuse for not getting out there on your own socials like how did you get those clients how did you speak to people where are you going to get word of mouth referrals from if you weren't creating content on LinkedIn but you have a presence and people turn up and they see you don't have a banner your profile picture is you and Ibiza in 2008 or your headline just says I work in social or whatever you know and it's just or the last piece of content you created was two years ago or your last testimonial is from 2014 how's anybody going to think that you do a good job because if you can't do it for yourself why should you what what makes you good enough to do it for somebody else so I think I, I believe particularly on LinkedIn it's very easy to make LinkedIn your shop window because people see they read your about section, they read your headline, they see your featured section, they can see all of your activity in terms of everything you've liked, everything you've posted. Your GCSEs. Your GCSEs, absolutely. <laughs> your GCSEs, your A-levels or, you know, whatever, or O-levels for the older kind of crowd. Uh, obviously, we're all very young here. But then your testimonials and your skills and your, your endorsements, it's all over your site. And if you start doing LinkedIn newsletters or audio events or writing articles, etc., then they're all Googleable as well. So your LinkedIn profile gets found in search. And when social media managers say, oh, I don't, I don't really like LinkedIn or my feed is terrible, it's full of idiots or, you know, et cetera. And then the only person that can control that is you, nobody else. And I think that's, the, that's what social media managers need to do to make it their ideal shop window. And like you say, Laura D, you don't, you don't have to create daily content. You don't have to create a beautiful aesthetic. It could literally be, what am I doing today? You know, I always recommend to social media managers, you should start journaling your life on there. You know, like every Friday, just write a post. This week, I've done this. You know, kind of, you know, Monday, I went to see this client. Tuesday, I got this wonderful testimonial. Wednesday, you know, I went to a networking event. Thursday, you know, I fell down the stairs. Friday, I bought some pizza. You know, whatever it may be, it's just journaling your life so people understand the kind of world that you work in. Because if you go to Google and type in social media manager, there's a million of us. There's loads. Um, and yeah. where we get customers is when people get to know us and learn about the kind of people that we are. And LinkedIn as a platform, as a profile, is the perfect place for that. And also, like where you say you don't have to create content every day, on LinkedIn, comments are content, aren't they? Way more than they are anywhere else. Yeah. So I think even if you can't think of something to say, you can go and say something on someone else's post and it's still going to get you seen. Yeah. Whereas that doesn't happen anywhere else. Because comments are visible to everybody. So even people landing on your profile, they can see those comments. But like we've talked about earlier, it's the octopus tent tentacles. It's, and this is one of the things that Laura D doesn't like is that when you comment on something, everybody sees it. Some people may get a notification, you know, Gus has commented on this, etc. But comments are uh, one of the key parts of LinkedIn where you just go and engage with others. It's, you know, I've seen people who don't create their own content 
but spend all day, every day engaging with others, commenting, liking, etc. And it builds visibility and it, and it builds credibility. So if you're commenting on the right content, you're going to fall into the right, you know, the ethers of other people and they're going to then ultimately fall into your force field as well. And I think that's possibly why a lot of people have imposter syndrome. Like I don't, like I don't care about commenting and what and, that, and people seeing what I comment. It's more that uh, what I'm seeing in my feed from everybody else commenting. But mm. I think a lot of people are nervous about that. They, you know, if they've got imposter syndrome, the last thing they're going to want to do is comment on something that they feel like everyone's going to see and have an opinion on or maybe you know like I've got into loads of arguments on LinkedIn where someone who I don't know from Adam has you know has come along and obviously seen that I've commented and have come in and and had their opinion and that's fine like I love a bit of you know argy-bargy but I think that can put a lot of people off I think people are worried about other people seeing what they're saying having an opinion what they're saying maybe questioning their you know their theory or their their opinion and I think that can sometimes really put people off which is a shame it's absolutely a shame yeah and I think you know imposter syndrome I think that's you know quite frankly it's a whole other podcast but particularly on LinkedIn we have to stop thinking like that it used to be clubhouse you know people people talk to me about clubhouse and they say well it's just full of people talking about how rich they are and six and seven figure businesses. And it's like, well, how did you hear about those people? And it's like, well, I went and sat in their room. And it's like, well, why would you do that? Like, just don't go, if you don't want to go argue with somebody or you don't want to talk to somebody, if you don't like what somebody is saying, just don't talk to that person. Go and talk to somebody else. LinkedIn has got 900 million people on it. And it's basically, you're bound to find some content that you like. Now, I appreciate that sometimes you want to, it's human nature to put your opinion across. And if somebody says something that's really, against what you believe then obviously you will have that conversation but it's only ever going to go so far the whole thing about imposter syndrome is that go and engage with people that you do like and people that you do want to talk to and get into other people's networks we all go networking and there may be let's say there's 20 people in a room there might be two or three that we don't like then we don't talk to that those people we go and talk to the ones we do like and if we treat LinkedIn like that, like go on and get, even if you're just going to agree with other people's opinions, then that's fine because you're partaking in conversations, which is one of the, the cornerstones of, of LinkedIn growth. So just pivoting slightly, obviously, we know that you get a lot of your business from LinkedIn. What can social media managers do specifically that will help them to get more leads from LinkedIn, do you think? So uh, the way I treat LinkedIn is um, how I treat life in general, basically, just show up, be fabulous. So particularly with, <laughs> Love that. Particularly with LinkedIn, it's, it's a case of showing up, showing authority, essentially telling the world how great you are without doing the whole Willy Wang, as Laura said earlier, um, you know, I've got a seven-figure business and all that kind of stuff. It's more about sharing what we know to a network that knows less than us. So, for example, social media managers shouldn't be only connecting to other social media managers unless they are yeah. your ideal clients. And that goes across all platforms, yeah. by the way. Oh, and, <laughs> it's absolutely. relevant everywhere. Absolutely. For example, I make zero money from Instagram because 95% of my followers are other social media managers. So my content on Instagram is specifically designed for social media managers if they want LinkedIn power hours or whatever, et cetera. But it's very jovial and, you know, and all that kind of stuff. My LinkedIn audience, I've curated so that it's an audience of my ideal client, the people that I want to talk to, whether it's 
small and medium business owners, C-suite execs, you know, et cetera. And I talk, my different content pillars are to different parts of my audience. So I think what social media managers should do is um, obviously optimize your profile to say the right things, curate the perfect audience, but then go out and engage with the people that you want to talk to, you know, that you want to talk with. But particularly when it comes to content, it's a case of showing authority to basically say, I know this and I'm so clever and I'm so great and you should give me some money if you want to know more kind of thing. Obviously not in those words, but that's kind of, you know. that. It, <laughs> I, I, not, not those words, Gus. They can't just type that into LinkedIn, no? I mean, <laughs> no, because that's my next LinkedIn post. But it is at the at the basis level, turn up and be fabulous and make sure other people know that you're fabulous. That's the whole point because you're not in a in an audience where people know everything that you know. That's the whole point of being a social media manager, that we understand that it's not just creating a couple of Canva images and you're going to make a million pounds, unless that's how you're treating LinkedIn yourself. So it's show up, be fabulous, show authority, tell, you know, get involved in conversations, explain how great you are, but also give a little bit of real life, a bit of personality, um, et cetera, and make people want to buy from you as opposed to buying from somebody else. Love it. And no cold, spammy DMs. No, that's, I mean, definitely do not. Uh, you oh, know, no. yeah, don't, uh, don't propose on the first date. Basically it's the way I curate the perfect audiences. I search for my ideal clients or the people I want to connect to. I connect to them and I add a note and the note would be something about them. It would be, Oh, I saw your last piece of content or I see we have mutual connections or I see we're based in the same area. I mean, they're, they're very blase and a bit rubbish. You want to obviously do a bit more than that, but it's about the other person rather than go in with oh do you I'm have to write yes do you have to write a note yes. i never write a note 10 times oh. out of 10 100 times out of 100 always write a note to the people that you want to connect with so they know why you want to connect with them and nine times out of 10 they will connect because you're talking about them the next stage as and when they accept is i normally send a follow-up literally saying thanks for connecting i look forward to keeping in touch because the real stage the, the stage after that is you create enough great content and show personality and show authority and be fabulous so that they decide that you're the one for them, basically, you know, long term, as opposed to going, you know, straight in with the, you know, with the hard kill of, hey, thanks for connecting. This is what I sell. Please buy my stuff because they'll switch off. Yeah. I've had so many of those awful messages in my DMs. Mm. And I avoid them at all costs. Yeah, exactly. And the thing is, you know, as we said earlier, do... I can't remember the exact phrase, but do to others what you'd want them to do to you. That probably doesn't make sense, but you know what I mean. It's kind of treat others, <laughs> treat others how you want to be treated. That's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. So, exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah, totally. As social media managers, we sometimes feel like we should be everywhere. Like we can be on LinkedIn, Instagram, yeah. Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, Pinterest, Snapchat etc etc and they go on and on and now we've got mastodon and post and doyan and all these other kind of platforms and we think we should be everywhere however as social media managers you don't have to be one of the things about linkedin is that for social media managers it's a very it's a great place to get clients because it's there's 900 million people on there who in theory are there to talk to other business owners and I know it happens on other platforms as well, but this is specifically where you can have two-way conversations mm. with your ideal clients. And it's really easy. Like my LinkedIn four-step strategy is basically optimize your profile, curate to the perfect audience, create great content, 
and go and engage with the people that you're connected to. Um, and it's it, it's really simple. And actually, on that, sorry, I should say on that last note, when you connect to people, you can click their bell. You now get the bell function on LinkedIn. So the, if you are connected to somebody or if you're following them, you click the bell, which means that you get notified of their content on a regular basis. Now, quite frankly, if they're your ideal client, you should click their bell. Every time they post, you engage with it. Quite frankly, eventually, they kind of think, this guy's in my face so much that I'm going to have to give him some money to get rid of him. That's kind of how that's how I get clients on LinkedIn, to be honest. <laughs> Does that notification notify you every single time they post, or is it just like every now and then? If you click the bell on, for example, a LinkedIn group or a, uh, I believe, a LinkedIn company page, you get the option of either top posts or all posts. But when you click the bell for uh, on a personal profile, it's basically don't click the bell you get no notifications or click the bell and you get a notification for every single post so it depends on who that person is i know some people kind of post two or three times a day and you just think yeah i don't want to click that bell i'll get rid of that bell but um the people that are posting a couple of times a week is basically making sure that you you stay in touch with them because you you, you know as we know the only person that sees 100 percent of your content is you and the same applies to others but if you're clicking the bell and seeing their content as well it's quite frankly a case of staying in their face, engaging with their content, liking it, commenting on it, etc., to the point where when they're ready to buy from a social media manager, they think of you as opposed to somebody else. Yeah, yeah, good point. Um, Gus, this has been so good. So many tips. Um, and I actually love the way that LinkedIn is like Facebook used to be. Mm. So that mindset shift is going to help me. But if people want to come and connect with you and maybe want to book a power hour or whatever so they can learn more about LinkedIn, where is the best place for them to find you? I know you're going to say LinkedIn, but literally, how do they find you? Literally on LinkedIn. If you uh, search for Gus Bandel, <laughs> you could find me. Or indeed, if you Google mgururuk, which is my hashtag and my suffix and all that kind of stuff, you'll find everything about me. But that's also my suffix on LinkedIn. So come and find me. Look through my featured section. You can book power hours. You can sign up for my emails, join my Facebook group, whatever it may be. Um, and it's it's all about my job is all about helping you to make sure that you think LinkedIn is great, uh, as great as I think it is. Laura, do you think that yet? Uh, my opinion's unchanged. <laughs> we got work to do, and, here. and that's fine. There's no there's no harm. But I'm okay yeah, with exactly. That. I'm okay I'm with okay that as well. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, the, quite frankly, if, yeah, I use, I use it. Yeah, but yeah. if you don't want to go in there and you don't want to get clients, it's except, that's okay. It's more for the rest of us. It's, don't don't worry. It's all good. It's, yeah, we're happy. I'll see you on there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I was only chatting to you yesterday on there, yeah. Gus. Oh, don't make me true. out to that be a complete LinkedIn-a-phobe. <laughs> we will pop all of the links to um, connect with Gus in the show notes. So make sure you click on those links. And yeah, thank you so much, Gus. We will see you on LinkedIn. Yeah, the pleasure is on mine. Thank, thank you, Gus. So we hope you enjoyed that and we hope that you are going to become a fan of LinkedIn. We would love to connect with you on there and um, you can come and find us on LinkedIn via the show notes. So come and come and send us a connection request. Let us know what you thought of the show. And obviously, don't forget to scroll down wherever you're listening and leave us a review. And we will be back next time. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.